Hello and welcome to the Love's Cure Ministries World Event Biblical Perspective Podcast. My name is Natasha. Thank you for joining me. Today, our topic is Matthew 24 and the Christmas Parade Massacre. As many of you may already know, last Sunday, a driver by the name of Daryl Brooks barreled his SUV, breaking through barricades, and proceeded to, how can I put this? He literally terrorized these people, really. He barreled his SUV into a crowded parade, injuring 40 to 60 people, including children, where nine children were taken to the hospital, six people lost their lives, including a young child, and nine of these children were critically injured. One in particular, a young girl who's 11 years old, is on a ventilator from severe injuries that she sustained. So with all of that, with all of that trauma, I hope and pray that we as the people of God will just gather together, whether it's physically or in spirit, and just come before the throne of grace with prayer and supplications unto the Father through his beloved Son that we can pray for these families, pray for the loved ones of all that have been affected by this tragedy. And in particular, let us pray for the children because we know that the enemy has declared war on the children. And at this point, we are seeing in our last days, as a matter of fact, it's the last hour where there is no boundary. There is no boundary. We really have to stand firm and do our best to protect our children physically and spiritually because the enemy is on a rampage because he knows that his time is short. And so we are seeing people with their open doors in their lives, terrorizing people. And all of these demonic pestilences really work through people. It's not always just the flesh, but these demonic pestilences harbor their presence in people as well. And we can see that in the long history, the trail of the offenses in this particular individual, where these types of offenses, similar offenses have occurred before. And unfortunately, our system, which is in Babylon, modern day Babylon, which is the beast system, is releasing these brute beasts. Now, this is a biblical term. I'm not calling people names. This is literally a biblical term to describe the conduct of those who have no boundaries, no standards, and have no compassion in heart when they go forth to harm others, whether it be mentally, emotionally, or physically. And so in this particular case in this event in regards to this individual that had no regard for human life, no regard for young, young children. And don't get me wrong. Every life is precious. Even if you've lived in a lifetime. Okay. Even if you've lived 50, 60, 70, 80 years, some people are blessed to even see 90 and a hundred years. 
okay? Your life is precious. But we know that children, they need support and they need protection as well as the elder generation. Why? Because as time goes on, we lose the ability um, of retaining strength in the same way that we are in our youth. But the young babes, they need protection. They need to be kept in the safety of the abiding presence of the Lord. Especially now, especially now, throughout all of the ages, we've seen it, you know, when, even when Jesus uh, was born into the world through a virgin womb, Herod the Great set out to kill all the children, uh, the boys, the male children that were two years old and younger. And now we see nothing is new under the sun, just as I've said before in the previous podcast. Now we see in this last hour, in the generation in which Yeshua HaMashiach is to return, we see many forms of the same Herod the Great in people doing these things that are malice and cruel. And so we see it again with this individual who decided to have no regard for human life, ran his SUV into a crowded area. Now, the fact that they were celebrating Christmas is a whole nother podcast, and we are not discussing that today. But if you want to, to see what the Bible says about these things, and if you want to know more about the truth of these holidays and the truth of the Lord's Feast and what we should be observing, you can check out these videos on uh, the YouTube channel. Just go to Love's Cure Ministries on YouTube, or you can go to the website lovescureministries.com and you can check out the playlist and get some more information. For this particular topic, we are focusing on another area that is very much important, which is this. Matthew 24, verses 12 and 13. Now, before I get into the root and focus of this message. I just want to read an excerpt from the article. Now this article was written by a writer from the Wisconsin Examiner. Her article is available on their website, which is wisconsinexaminer.com. If you would like to check out the full story, her name is Ruth Conniff. Okay. And, um, So I'm just going to read just small excerpts from this article before moving on to the root of this message. The first paragraph says this. State Representative Sarah Rodriguez, who is a Democrat from Brookfield, was marching in the Christmas parade on Sunday afternoon with the Waukesha County Democrats and had just reached the end of the parade route when the crowd came surging up behind her. People were screaming and running from a red SUV that broke through police barricades and barreled into the parade, killing five people and injuring dozens and creating a scene of carnage that Waukesha police compared to a war zone. In those early moments, as Rodriguez stood on the street, 
trying to figure out what was happening, police were urging people to take shelter, she says, and were still not sure if there was an active shooter on the loose. Now, there have been some updated reports on this event, which is where I'm getting the information from of there actually being six people that died. It was a young boy and my heart just breaks for his family. My heart breaks for him and his family because no parent should ever have to bury their child and no child should ever have to endure these horrific, horrific circumstances. These types of things attach itself to people, especially in your youth and you grow with these things and you start to um, form your personality and even conduct around these traumatic and dramatic situations. So this man has done so much to take away the innocence of these children. He has taken away lives. He has affected people mentally, emotionally, and physically. He is a murderer on so many levels because he has not only murdered people physically, he has murdered the innocence of children. He has murdered people mentally and emotionally from this and has affected not just dozens. That's bad enough because these are the people enduring the physical trauma of what happened as well as the mental and emotional. But all of the loved ones, the friends and families and the associates, the, the community, the country, he has affected all of these people by his actions. And so people don't realize that what you do in this world, even if you do it in the secret place, you know who sees in the secret place? God. He sees all. He knows all. He is the father of all. And his desire is that none should perish. But our father in heaven is a almighty God. And our God and king stands for righteousness. And our father is a righteous judge. And he has given authority into the hands of his beloved son, whom we will all stand before in that judgment day, that great and terrible day. And we will all have to give an account of our lives, our decisions, even every idle word. And so even though in this world there is a justice system and it's broken because there are many injustices, not just this, but this is just one more horrific example of the brokenness of not just the system, but the minds that are in the system that are fueling the system and allow this individual to even be out on the street to commit such a heinous act, to not recognize that this individual has issues. And if those issues aren't brought into the attention to be rectified, we have madness on the loose, brute beasts on the loose that has no regard for their own lives. And unfortunately, you know, some of them are cowards. Oh yeah, some of our some of them are are cowards because they want to save their life, but when it comes to others people other people's lives, they have no regard. 
And so even this person will have to give an account for what he has done because he has destroyed, destroyed lives on so many levels. It is so heartbreaking. But God is near the brokenhearted. His word says that when we are in his kingdom, he will wipe away our tears. There will be no more weeping, but you know where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth? In hell fire. And so we are not to be afraid by the one who could kill the body, but we must very much fear the one who can kill not only the body, but the soul. And so this individual will have much to answer for, much to account for. As I go on, I'm sorry, but I'm going to say the truth. I'm going to speak the truth because, you know, on the YouTube channel, we share the gospel. I'm just giving a quick side note on the YouTube channel. It is there to share the gospel. If you want to learn about the truth of the word, according to the will and word of God, if you want to truly know his instruction in biblical context, you can find it on the Love's Cure Ministries YouTube channel and website. It is made available to each and every one who has an open, willing heart, eyes to see and ears to hear, if you choose to do that, because our almighty God is not going to force himself on you. He's not going to do that. But he is going to allow you the opportunity to accept his free gift of salvation. And in accepting that free gift of salvation, we know by having a revelation of Yeshua HaMashiach through his, through his Holy Spirit that we have to be holy for God is holy. We know this by his word. He tells us how to do it. He shows us the way because he is the great shepherd and we are to follow him because he is the way unto the father. But we must repent and be reconciled unto the father that we may dwell with him in his internal kingdom. There is nothing that we can do in our own hands to receive his free gift of salvation, who is Yeshua HaMashiach. By his precious saving blood, he has made the ultimate eternal atonement for us. He is the high priest and advocate for us. His priesthood is eternal, but we are also commanded to be holy. And therefore there is a sanctification process. And we would do well to take heed to that. And so I say all of that to say this, if you want to know the word of the Lord, if you want to know the truth of the word, there are very few outlets that are available that are preaching the word and sharing the word, speaking boldly as we ought to speak. This is one of the areas you can find it at Love's Cure Ministries. Glory to God. He gets all the glory. I am nothing but a dust vessel. I am a walking, talking miracle for he breathed his spirit into me, just like he breathed his spirit into you and each and every one that is walking around. But it is our choice to either follow him or to follow the ways of the world. And I say all that to say this, that is the area where you can find the word, where we dive into scripture. And this is the platform that he has provided that we speak boldly as we ought to speak against these worldly events, these worldly uh, people that have these mindsets where they reject God. They live a lifestyle that is unholy. 
And unfortunately, there are many people in the world that perish for a lack of knowledge because they refuse to come into the truth of the Lord and they're not standing in the midst of his abiding presence. That we be guarded against the demonic pestilences, the spiritual wickedness in, high, in heavenly places. And so we have to, we have to be the example for those who are out in the world that do not know. We have to have the conduct of the kingdom in a posture of humility that when we go forth, they can see that there is a difference between the ways of the world and the ways of the children of God. And they can see and taste that the Lord is good by his word. And therefore we can get more people into the body so that the body can grow. This is what Paul speaks of in his letters. And so this is the platform where, where we're going to speak boldly. We're going to speak boldly because it's an outrage. Because this is a travesty and a tragedy. And this is one more reason why we as the people of God have to gird up our loins, put on the whole armor of God. For he is with us and he is enduring with us to the very end of the age. We have to walk in the nine gifts of the spirit. Because we have been given spiritual gifts. Not that it's a job, not that it's a title, but that we can be a benefit to not only the body, but to the nations. That they can see the miracle of God working through us and give him all the glory. He is the only one worthy of praise and honor. Let us reverence him and remember that. And so before going on, before actually getting to the focus of this message, which is based on Matthew 24 verses 12 and 13, I just wanted to read this one last excerpt. Actually, I'll read two more. Social media users spun out more direct comparisons of Rittenhouse and Daryl Brooks Jr., 39, whom police have identified as the driver of the red SUV and the lone suspect in the Waukesha parade killings. DuPage County Democratic Party social media director Mary Lemansky lost her job Monday after tweeting. This is her quote. It was probably just self-defense. Hashtag Wisconsin. Hashtag Kyle Rittenhouse. A reference to outrage over the successful self-defense argument in the Rittenhouse trial in which the jury cleared Rittenhouse, a white teenager of all charges for shooting and killing uh, Black Lives Matter demonstrators with a semi-automatic rifle in Kenosha last summer. Lemansky followed up with a tweet in which she said, I'm sad. I'm sad anytime anyone dies. I just believe in karma. And this came around quick on the citizens of Wisconsin. So if you're not familiar with what happened to this woman, Mary Lemansky, uh, the article goes on to talk about how the chair of the DuPage Democratic Party told the Chicago Tribune that Lemansky was, quote unquote, let go after he became aware of her comments, which he called callous and reprehensible. This is what the article is saying. 
And he goes on to say, we don't applaud or celebrate tragedy. Uh, Ken Beal also told the Tribune, he says, this was a tragedy. These were folks that were out at a joyous occasion, having a great time at a beautiful and festive time of the year. We as a party disavow Mary's Twitter comments, the sediment behind uh, behind them. We are with the victims of this tragedy. This is his quote um, that is being captioned in the article. Now, I'm just going to move down this article to also include this small passage. And it says, a gun rights enthusiast weighed in with a sarcastic comment, even as the tragedy was still unfolding, calling for quote unquote common sense laws to regulate SUVs as if the fact that cars can be deadly means there is no point in regulating access to the weapons flooding our communities whose only purpose is to kill and maim people. So here's the biblical perspective on this entire unfortunate, heinous tragedy that has destroyed lives. And by the grace of God, because we know our God with men, everything or all things may be impossible with the God, but with God, all things are possible. Okay. And we just pray that they draw near to God, that he may draw near to them. And with prayer and supplications on their behalf, that they will find comfort and find strength in Christ Jesus to move on from this with their lives and continue to be productive and have a sound mind of peace and of joy. Here is the other tragedy of this entire situation. The fact that, just as I've mentioned in Matthew 24, verse 12, let me just get back there. Because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. But he that shall endure unto the end shall the same shall be saved. The Lord gives us instruction on how to endure to the very end of the age. And in fact, our God is with us according to his word and promise. He sympathizes with us because after all, according to the scripture, we know that it is an historical fact that he came into this world as a bond servant, the word made flesh to atone our sins, to take back the keys of death, to show us how to live, how to have the conduct of the kingdom, how to live to the holy standard of God, to fulfill the word the prophecy that has gone forth from the mouth of the father and in his finished work, in his walk in this life, he fulfilled the law and the prophets. He did not abolish it. 
He confirmed and he completed the word that has gone forth. He fulfilled it, meaning he confirmed it. And he completed the work that he had to do, that he was commissioned to do. Now, because the love of many has waxed cold, and we know that this world is a fallen world. We are not born sinful, but we are born into a fallen world. And in fact, as we grow and we live, we start to harbor these traits, these mannerisms. We start to take on the ways of the world. And by God's grace, he pulls us out of the darkness by shining his light, by reaching out his hand and bringing back the one that we may be united with the 99. He sets us down in grass pastures. He is a great and loyal and faithful shepherd. But we know because that we, because we are in a fallen world, iniquity has gone forth. It's a wicked world. We can look all around. People are calling good evil and evil good. People have no compassion in heart. They are more concerned about their political view. In many cases, not every case, but in many cases, we see that people feel very strongly about their political views. That they will overlook the outcome of tragedy and how people are affected. This is not a time to point out political views. And it, it doesn't matter what side it is. When there is a tragedy, yes, there may be things within that tragedy that is undoubtedly without a fact pointing to a, a, a bigger issue that has unfortunately caused someone to lose their life. And it's one thing to call that out. That's not what I'm saying. Some people actually can call it out and say, you know what, because of this mindset and this view that caused someone to lose their life unjustly. And we can apply that same principle to many things throughout life. There are many things that happen that don't have to be as severe as somebody losing their life, but it can be severe enough where maybe someone is losing their job. Maybe someone is offended by a comment or whatever, whatever circumstances in life, those reasons that uh, aid that circumstance, that event, that outcome can be pointed to something. But in regards to this event, people don't realize because they are not staying in the safety of the abiding presence of the Lord to know that the father of lies, who is Satan himself, to whom it is appointed in a short time for him to endure the wrath of God that is coming upon him. And because he hates mankind, 
He comes masquerading as an angel of light, playing upon the weaknesses of the flesh. Now that may be many things for many people, but whatever open door it is in a person's life, he plays on it. So if your weakness is that you have a sensitivity to um, mistreatment of certain races, if you have a weakness in how you feel about racism, now I'm not saying you're weak. Please don't misunderstand what I'm saying. We know that racism is evil. We know that it is wicked. As a matter of fact, God himself reprimanded Miriam and Aaron for having that same form of racism towards Moses because Moses married a black African woman. And they felt that because she was outside, quote unquote, outside of the chosen people group in that time, Remember, this is before Yeshua came into the world and was crucified and resurrected. Okay. They felt like that wasn't the right thing to do. And God dealt with them on that issue. So we all know it's common sense. Mistreating somebody in any way on any level because of what they look like who they are in any capacity. And I don't have to go through the whole long list of detail of that, but you don't have the right to hurt somebody on any level because you don't agree with what they look like, where they come from, you know, how they feel, what they do in their life. You don't have the right to do that. But we know that we are instructed to have righteous judgment. So when we bring righteous judgment, it must stand on the word of God. When we come, it cannot be on our own opinion. It must be from thus says the Lord. His word is this. His statutes and commands is that. And so. If we as the people of God stood more on this word in our conduct, in our daily lives to show that we are special, set apart, called out, unique, because we observe the heritage of the Lord, which is his commands, his feasts, his law, his instruction. All of that is the law of the spirit, his word, the living scroll himself. Okay. If we stood on that and presented our lives our bodies, ourselves, each and everything as a, a, a living sacrifice, if you will, presenting our lives as a, as a living sacrifice, then people, the world would be able to see that. And then we wouldn't be creating a stumbling block that they turn away from the gospel because there's a thousand denominations that are not like-minded and of one accord creating division. So if people were in the safety of the abiding presence of the Lord, then they would sympathize just as Yeshua, Jesus sympathizes for us because he has also endured but the difference is he has overcome. 
he is the only one who has been in all of the history of the world, in the history of time, he is without sin. But now, even though we have been slave to sins in our lives, we have a way out. Redemption comes through the beloved son of the most holy one of Israel. And if people understood this, then maybe the mindsets would be less worldly and less focused on their political issues, less focused on how they feel about whatever it is that is going on, whether they receive justice in their own right or not. And just as we see from this article, this particular woman made this comment. And I'm going to get to the other comment that I read, uh, the other passage that I read in regards to the gun rights enthusiasts. But I'm just using this as an example. It's not even just this woman. I'm not, I'm using her as the example because she's in the article, but there are many people that think this way. And it could be any circumstance. They use it as an opportunity to make their sarcastic remarks, to make their cold-hearted remarks and not keep the focus where it needs to be, which is on the fact that there are people, there are casualties of this war. They don't understand that the father of lies is plucking and using these weaknesses. And that's what it is. That's what it is because our strength is Christ and everything outside of that is that strength. No, it's not. You can have physical strength. You can have some sort of emotional or mental strength about you. But that's not going to help you when you're warring against the spirit, when you're warring against the demonic entities in your life, in this world. See, there's a spirit of error. And when you're warring against it, whatever it is that is within you is not going to be enough. One of the many reasons why Christ died for each and every one, the just and the unjust. He died and was praying for forgiveness and mercy on behalf of those who were killing him. So he died for everyone, whether you reject him or not. And he is that gracious the father is that loving for God is love, true love, that he tells us the truth. Because he doesn't want us to end up where the devil is going to end up, where his fallen angels are going to end up. For running and wreaking havoc in the world and causing offense. And so because people don't understand what's really going on from a biblical perspective, what's going on spiritually, they fellowship with darkness in their lives. How do I know that? Well, for instance, since we're talking about this event and the comments and the mindset surrounding it via the reactions of people, we can see in, in what they say in their reactions to what has happened. Now there are children, there are people, both young and old, that have prematurely lost their lives 
that have been injured severely, that will have these thoughts in their minds warring with them, a lot of them forever, until their their life, which is a vapor, is 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 no more. This is what the Bible says. Our lives are a vapor. And rather than lifting them up in prayer, rather than seeing where you can be a support and comfort to these people, rather than having the conduct of the kingdom to say, you know what, what can I do to just show support? Even if it's an encouraging statement that somebody is going to read, just for them to see that people are out here, we see you, we hear you, and we we understand. We may not be able to fully empathize because we're not going through it, but we can sure enough sympathize to show you that we care. And if you love people, you would pray for them. But instead, what do some people, like this woman who made this comment, what do they do? They entertain the enemy and the vain imaginations and the plucking of these issues that they feel strongly about, but really it's a weakness because it is causing them to fall. It is causing them to be far from God, to draw far away from the Lord. Because these things are a domino effect. And this is why it's so important for us to deal with open doors in our lives, strongholds in our lives, and lay it down at the throne of grace. Because if we don't, then it festers on the inside and it evolves into being strange to God. Into being an abomination. Even our praise will be an abomination unto God. Our worship will not be a sweet smelling aroma unto the Father. And so we can see this is not something that I'm speculating. This is not something that I'm making up. According to the article and her written word, this was her response. Bringing in and making reference to a whole nother trial and event that has nothing to do with the 40 to 60 people and nine children that are still in the hospital that did nothing, nothing to deserve what happened to them. And these are the things that we have to pray against. These are the things that we have to stand up and speak against because we, as the body of Christ, understand spiritually what is happening. That the flesh, the flesh is going to testify against each and every one. And this is why Yeshua says, repent daily. You have to die daily. Why? Because he's telling you how to overcome. He's telling you how to survive in this world. Surely we are going to go through the fiery fiery trial. We're going to go through trials and tribulations in this world. Especially if you're following Christ. The enemy is going to have it out for you. And try in every way to get to you. And this is why he says be holy. Stay in in green pastures. 
But if you wander out, I'm going to come and get you. I'm keeping a lookout. I'm going to protect you from things that you don't even see. You're walking around every day, taking it for granted that you woke up today. But you don't even know that I saved you from a multitude of times where you could have been harmed or even worse. I, I kept you from death and you don't even know it. And so because we as the body of Christ understand what is happening in this world and all of the chaos and all of the death and all of the, the hurt and the pain and the anguish, the world is literally falling apart around us on fire, flooded out. Livestock is, is dying out. Marine life is dying out. Landslides, earthquakes, all types of inclement weather that hasn't been seen for ages, records being set. People are ignoring the warnings of God. People don't understand that the time is short, that our lives are a vapor, that every single day we get up, we must understand that God's grace rains down on the just and unjust allowing us to repent, allowing us to walk better in our journey with Christ than we did the day before. Every single day we get up, it's an opportunity to do better, to pursue him with all our hearts and minds and soul and love him just the same, to obey his commands and not defile them and pick and choose which ones we want to follow. And so now this woman lost her job. Do you see how the devil works? When you have open doors in your life and you allow the things of this world, the cares and burdens in the world to get such a hold of you for whatever reason that you don't even focus on God. And I don't know if she's rejected the Lord because there is no information on that. But clearly I can see from the actions that have been documented that is available to the public, which since I am a member of the public, but glory to God, I'm a citizen of his kingdom for we are in the world, but we are not of it. I can see from her actions what's going on spiritually. And so this is what the devil does. He likes to trick he comes to steal kill and destroy so now this woman's peace is stolen because now she has to figure out what she's going to do to replace this job to supplement for that income that she is no longer getting from this position he has killed the emotional state of people who have been traumatically affected by events that surround these type of horrific catastrophes that are, that are happening where people are losing their lives. And all the while he's destroying everyone around him. Why? Because the more they feed into this worldliness, the less they're focusing on God. And so now what is the result? Now, 
the Democratic Party has one less member of their organization. This woman is without her job. She has stirred up all kinds of emotions and rage, brought in a completely separate topic that really has nothing to do with what happened to these, to these children and to these uh, adults, to all of these people. And I say that because these children have no control over what Kyle Rittenhouse does. These adults that were out here had no control over what Kyle Rittenhouse did that night. As a matter of fact, if you look at the footage, it was Kyle Rittenhouse making his own decisions. And again, this is something that he's going to have to account for when he stands before the throne of grace. Because regardless of what the system does, whether someone thinks it's justified or not, and that is not the focus of our topic at all. We are merely looking at the biblical perspective, the spiritual side, what the Bible says. But whether people find justice in the system or not, and to what level, and whether what they think of as, as justice or vindication for them is one thing. But to bring these things up now has resulted in nothing positive. And so we know that's not of God. We know what comes along with our Lord, which is peace, righteousness, holiness, joy, a sound mind, all of the wonderful riches and glory and blessings. We know good comes with the Lord. But we know all of these things that are negative, that are wrathful, outrage, vengeance, pain, hurt, all of these terrible, terrible negative things, we know who's behind it. We know that the enemy, we know that the devil and his fallen angels these demonic pestilences, spiritual wickedness in the heavenly places are plucking the strings in the background. And so now she has walked right into this trap because that's what the devil does. Plays on things that are sensitive topics, gets people to act on those things. And even there are a lot of times where these demonic presence, uh, uh, pestilences will even harbor the vessel of people and, and do things through them. And so now she's been used because she has open doors in her life. And we know that because of the statements that she's made, who makes a statement like that in the midst of all of this tragedy, when people have lost their lives, there's people still fighting for their lives. There's children that are traumatized and hurt and severely critically injured. 
Who makes comments like that? This is why I can say the devil is plucking the strings in the background. And the only way he can do that in your life is if you have these open doors that allows him and his demonic pestilences into your life. And so you will be so far gone from God that you're just out here making comments, having a certain type of conduct, and it's to no benefit. It is not helpful, but you know it, what it will get you? It will get you to experience the loss in one way or another. And so I pray I pray for this woman because she made a, a comment after all of the, uh, after all of this happened, a follow-up tweet. And she says that she's sad anytime anyone dies. And, um, you know, she just believes that karma came around quick and all of these things. And the fact that someone is even referencing karma should tell you where their mindset is at. So I'm going to pray and I pray that anyone listening to this message will pray for her. Don't hate this woman. Don't get angry because that's what the devil wants. The devil is always happy when we get angry and then we sin in our anger. Because ultimately he's trying to get us to be apart from God, to defile ourselves so much from God that he hands us over to our own minds. And so I don't know what this woman believes, but in her referencing karma, we can definitely say, that it's a worldly mindset, a mindset that is apart from God. Otherwise, she would not have made any of these comments to begin with. She would have had a complete different outlook on the entire situation. And moving forward to this other um, passage that I had read earlier in regards to the gun rights enthusiasts who was weighing in and made a sarcastic comment um, even while the tragedy was still unfolding, the article says, calling for common sense laws to regulate SUVs. And it was basically a comparison or bringing up um, this use of the vehicle in a, um, in a way that is obviously harmful. It can be used as a tool to ultimately kill people as this individual had done. And again, I don't have to rehash everything that I just mentioned in regards to the social media director of the uh, DuPage Democratic Party, because the same thing applies to this individual. And, it, you know, it just makes it difficult because people who are actually um, licensed to carry a weapon, licensed to carry a gun, who just wants to protect their families because after all, we're living in a fallen world and you just never know. Okay. These people that are licensed that are just want to protect their family. They don't want to go out here to insert themselves into things, to interject, to try to take on the role of the military and police to do their job. Okay. Just like how the three men in the um, Ahmad Albury uh, tragedy had done, where this young man unfortunately lost his life for no reason. And it doesn't matter what color they are, because at the end of the day, it's a life that's lost. 
It's a life that is lost. But we can recognize that, yes, even though we may love people as the body of Christ because we are called out from the nation. So granted, we're going to be in all shapes, sizes, colors, backgrounds. We're going to be different in our physical, but spiritually, we are to be like-minded. We are to be the same and of one accord. We are to love one another. We are to love people enough to tell them the truth. And so, yes, we have to bear in mind that this world is so wicked that the enemy will use something as sensitive as the differences between people and use that as a stepping stone to cause division and cause people to hurt people. Based on something that should be looked on as a positive thing that we're not all alike in our physical or in our culture or backgrounds, but it is beneficial to one another that we can bring things that we know of to share that we can learn from one another and ultimately glorify the Lord because that's what it's all about. And so, yes, there are people that have a harder time because people like this, who just happens to be a gun rights enthusiast. Okay. Of course they're going to point that out because again, division Division in a negative way. But you know what? Yeshua comes to cause division too. But it's not a negative thing. It's a positive thing because we have to separate what is holy from unholy. We have to know that there's a difference between righteousness and unrighteousness. And we cannot love people over righteousness, which means that we have to love them enough to tell them the truth of the matter, which should be based on the word of God. And so here we have them pointing out that this particular person had to be, uh, in, in this particular instance is a gun rights enthusiast and they're weighing in with a sarcastic comment and basically, um, you know, just bringing attention to the fact that SUVs can be a deadly weapon as well. And so this was supposed to be, um, a, a point or a stepping stone to just, again, just as the director who made that uh, cold-hearted comment to bring attention to the Rittenhouse uh, event in which two people lost their lives and one was uh, shot and hurt. He, he, he thankfully recovered, but, you know, this man was shot in the arm. And now is he going to have full use of his arm Probably not because it was a pretty bad wound. Nevertheless, here comes this individual making this comment and bringing up SUVs and using that as an example. These are not times. These tragedies are not times for people to use these tragedies as a stepping stone to push agenda. But because they're so worldly in mind and they don't realize because they are dumb, deaf, and blind to what is happening spiritually because they are not in the word. They don't embrace God. They don't follow the Lord. They're not reading his word. They're not praying in the secret place. They're rejecting him. They are playing right into the enemy's hands. This is the bigger picture that the enemy is wreaking havoc in this world. This is why it's a fallen world. And it's so backwards that when things happen, people actually turn around and blame God. People actually turn around and blame God. 
for the things that the enemy, the real oppressor, the real uh, uh, prosecutor, the real afflictor, is working behind the scenes and plucking the strings in people, places, and things. And people will really turn around and blame God. Why? Because they're so handed over to their own minds that they don't realize there's a bigger picture that's going on here. That these issues that are created to cause division because there are wicked people in the world and because of this wickedness, they go forth and they do things based on what people look like, based on people's lifestyles. Now, I'm not saying I agree with every lifestyle, okay? I'm not going to agree with the lifestyle of a gambler. I'm not going to agree with the lifestyle of a thief or anyone else that is in opposition to God. I am in agreement with God and therefore I'm not going to love anyone over righteousness and God is righteousness and his word is true and eternal. So what I'm saying is we have to understand that there's a bigger picture. That when people go forth to persecute people based on these vain things, the vanities in life, and it stirs up a sensitivity because we do have differences in what we look like, who we are, what we think, you know, just life. We have differences. We're not all the same. But the body of Christ is not of the world. And therefore we are called to be like-minded. We are called to be of one accord. And surely in the body of Christ, which could be a whole nother podcast. Those who say they're a part of the body of Christ, the true body of Christ. Are like-minded, are of one accord. And we know one another when we come across one another because the spirit is the same. It's as if you've known the person your entire life. And you are joyful and rejoicing and giving praise to where it is due to the most high holy one of Israel. But in the world, there are those who say that they love the Lord too. They say that they follow Christ too. But they have many divisions and it causes stumbling blocks. And because of these stumbling blocks, because they refuse to come into the will of God and refuse to be inside the covenant and not outside, they cannot be an example to the nations. And therefore, what do the, what do the nations do? They reject it because of the hypocrisy. And therefore, the body can't grow that way. And then we find these domino effects in the world. You know, God gives a, uh, a conditional, a conditional statement in his word. And there are, there are some throughout scripture, but there's one in particular that says, if my people will humble themselves and pray, then I will hear heal their land. See, that's a conditional statement. Then I will heal their land, which is falling apart, which is completely chaotic and out of sorts. What is happening in our world is a reflection of the fallen nature of the flesh that we refuse to acknowledge and bring and set before the throne of God. That we may take upon us his yoke 
in humility that we may learn from him and therefore be privy to what the enemy is trying to do. And we won't fall into the trap of all of these worldly issues that is causing us to sin by our reactions and conduct and how we handle them or in how we, um, in what we say and how we feel and what we do in response to these tragedies. And so we all have to take heed. We all have to pray for mercy on our souls because just as Yeshua has said in Revelations chapter two and three, there are seven churches and there are warnings and there are rewards for overcoming. But God is so gracious to not only call out what is wrong, but he gives us the tools and calls out what is wrong and tells us and shows us how to overcome that we may dwell with him in the eternal kingdom, which is where we're supposed to be. Because after all, our father is in heaven. He is our creator. And by his wisdom, his beloved son, who is the word, his word went forth and through his word, all things were created. And so if we don't start to really get humble, if we don't take a step back to have a quality assurance check that even those who say that they love the Lord, we have to be sure to take time out to spend with the Lord, that he may keep us in a place of peace, of humility, to concentrate on those things that are pure and righteous and holy to meditate on the things of the Lord that we may have the peace of God in us. We have to take heed to these things because there's a lot that's going on and there's a lot of things happening out in the world. And unfortunately the world doesn't know how much they need God. And they may say, oh, well, I can't see him. I can't feel him. Well, sure, you're not going to be able to see him or feel him because you're not in the midst of him. You're so far away from him. And you refuse to turn around. This is why you can't see the light that shines. But the Lord calls us to be salt and light in the earth. He calls us to be witnesses unto his testimony. Because there are people out there right now, just as these people that have experienced this unfortunate tragedy, that need a helping hand, that need a prayer, that need comfort, that need the word from the Lord to keep them in a place of peace. They need strength. They need support. And just as we know the rod and staff of our God is with us to be a support and comfort to us, we are to follow his example and to be a support and comfort to others. And we have to show the example through how we live. And then we will see change. And it may not be a large change because there are many people that have their own internal battles that they have to deal with to get right with the Lord. But for those who have eyes and ears to understand this, even in your little area, you can affect that area. You can affect it in a positive way. You can bring a positive influence in how you live and in having the conduct of the kingdom. 
So you can make a choice to endure to the end. Just as verse 13 in Matthew 24 says, but he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. We have to endure to the very end, but we are not enduring alone because Christ is with us. And through him, we can do all things because he is our strength. In our weaknesses, we can cast our cares and burdens and even those weaknesses in the, at the base of his throne. Come in humility, asking forgiveness, and he will be our strength that we may stand boldly as we ought to stand and speak because we have the armor of God. He is our strong tower. So when we go out into the nations and we shine the light of Christ that dwells in us, the glory of the Lord, we must be in a posture of humility. We must in that sanctification process, understand that it is to purge us of the negativity and the, the sinful nature and the flesh that we war against in this world. Because we don't want the glory of the Lord to depart from us. But we are supposed to be ambassadors in chains. We are supposed to be servants and made service unto the Lord to reverence him, praise, honor, and glorify him. To love him through obedience. To repent daily and make a, a purposeful uh, choice to do the right thing instead of the wrong thing, wrong thing. Because we're in a sanctification process to be holy. That when we go forth and we are witnesses of the testimony of Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus Christ, we will not be found to be hypocrites and therefore stumbling blocks that will cause people to turn away, that will cause people to stay in all of their worldliness and mindsets that cause them to make reactions that are sinful in nature, to be set far apart from God. And even... In these tragic, tragic situations. Because you never know who is out there and what they're going through. And if they come in the midst of you, the believer, you can help turn their life around. Why? Because you can open your mouth and you can speak the word. And through your conduct, they can see the Holy Spirit in you and see that there is something different. That there is hope. Because it is Christ in you that they see. But we know that the iniquity shall abound and the love of many shall wax cold. And this is why we have to more than ever draw a fine line and, and do that quality assurance check from the top of our head to the bottom of our feet in that secret place with the most high God praying through the Holy Spirit in the name of Yeshua Mashiach that he show us our errors, that he corrects us and chastens us for he corrects and chastens who he loves. That each and everything that is not of him may be cut away from us, that we may draw near to him. Therefore, he will, therefore he will draw near to us so that we can have the conduct of the kingdom so that we can be holy 
for he is holy. That we can be found perfect, holy, and acceptable. Perfect in all our ways. Complete in our ways. But we can't do that without focusing on Christ. And we can't do that in being hypocrites. And we can't do that in focusing on the cares of this world and all of these sensitive topics to the point where it gets us to, to sin and therefore be away from God, which is the bigger picture of what's happening. Because while we're in this world and our life is a vapor, just naturally, when we're not focusing on God and building a relationship with him at some point, we are appointed to die once and there, and then comes the judgment. And what is laid up for you as a reward in heaven, if you haven't been focusing all of the, all of this time on God's commands, his instruction, his laws and statutes on how to live and how to overcome that we may be with him for all eternity. See, sanctification and salvation are two different things. Salvation is a gift, but sanctification is a process. And this is why when Christ was healing, he was also saying in the midst of that to all of these people, go and sin no more. He was giving them the free gift of redemption, of salvation. And then he told them how to live for eternity. Be holy, go and sin no more. And until we understand this concept, there will be those who claim that they love Christ that are found to be hypocrites and become stumbling blocks. And even those are included in this verse, verse 12 of chapter 24 of Matthew. The love of many shall wax cold. There are many people who call themselves worshiping God. And yet they have no compassion in heart. And yet their hearts are hardened like Pharaoh. How can you be an example to anyone like that? And so let us take heed to these things. Let us have the nature of Christ. Let us be meek and lowly in heart, which is to be humble and teachable. Let us have compassion that we remember that we were once blind and deaf to the truth. That when we deal with those who are out in the world, that we don't rise up in anger as one with a flesh nature, but let the spirit abound. And in all our endurance of the good fight of faith, doing the good work of faith and the work of ministry to edify the body, to exhort the body, to be beneficial to the body, we can also be helpful to those in the nations. And so let us take heed to these things that all may be well with us and with those who we come in contact with and those throughout the nations who have an open, willing heart to embrace the Lord and to come to the Lord. May we take heed to these things. Thank you for joining me for this message. And I pray that you will go and visit the YouTube channel. There are many um, videos that are available where you can Learn about the word of God in context. And you can also check out the website, lovescureministries.com. 
you can make a prayer request. If you want to contact, if you have a question, please feel free to do that or just sign up. If you want to be able to be alerted to notifications when there are articles that are available in regards to the word. And so thank you for joining me. And until next time, take care.